day party in the house, except and Olivia doesn't look very happy over there. <laughs> she's all dressed cozy. up. She's all dressed up. She's, co- she's cozy with her Harry Potter blanket. You're cozy with the Miami Dolphins blanket, even though we're not Miami Dolphins fans. And let's see, Olivia has... I just have Sophie. a fuzzy one. A fuzzy. It's a pink fuzzy one. We're not Miami one. Dolphins fans, and there's a jersey behind Sophie. That's Miami Dolphins. Once upon a time back in the day. It's been a long, long time. So this is like 30 years old. Once upon a time, <laughs> when Daddy was younger. 40 now. <laughs> you are younger. Well, not younger, younger, but younger. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to our little podcast, the Daydreaming of Universal Studios Hollywood podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I'm your host, Chad. I am joined tonight by a few people. Sophie. First of all, oh, well, we got Sophie Day. How you doing, kiddo? Good. And then we got Mrs. Day. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. Olivia Day. How you doing? Tired. Uh, <laughs> we did just have softball practice, yeah. but now we do the fun stuff. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> do you know what episode we're on? Any 50. Guesses? Any guesses? Uh, 45. Okay. We got 50 14. and 45. We are on 23. You're all oh. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is episode know. 24. I'm excited about this one because this is my favorite attraction overall not my favorite ride necessarily i guess I this wouldn't is right too ride it is i think it's a ride also oh kind of i guess but we are going to be talking about the studio tour also known as the backlot tour also known as the world's famous studio tour also named known as one awesome attraction <laughs> we like this one right this is one we all like very much. I, yes. I liked it. I thought it was I, interesting. I thought it was really cool. I'd like to do it again, but we only did it once. Did you have to like schedule a reservation for it? You do not. Great question. That's a really good question, no, Sophie. You, no, you don't. They, oh. have, uh, they have times already planned out throughout the day, so you just have to pay attention to what time it's going to happen and show up for that time. Oh, I thought you, had, you made a reservation. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay, before we get into the studio tour, just a few pieces of news. Let's go over the Super Mario Brothers movie again. Is it still just... Man, oh man, it just keeps making fantastic. boatloads of money. So the Super Mario Brothers... Do you think they could give us like 0.01% of it? Um, <laughs> well, this is our plea right now to give us 0.01% because so far it has made $871 million at the global box office. Wow, that's impressive. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So it's getting closer. They think that probably this weekend it'll get to a billion dollars. One billion dollars. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's the. F- I'm we glad should go for watch that. it again. That way you can tell us what you really think. Great idea. Actually, <laughs> I saw where you can buy it on Voodoo for twenty nine ninety nine. It'd be cheaper oh. just to do that. You told us. Let's that, do already. that. And we'd have it. Can we should we just do that. We should watch it tonight. Uh, we should uh, school no. tomorrow. Tonight. <laughs> Way too late. <laughs> I'm already letting you stay up late enough just uh, doing this podcast. Uh, another thing that I saw, so annual pass members, annual pass holders get a complimentary Super Nintendo World magnet at uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. Magnet. So this is pretty cool. This is the uh, pass member magnet that Ooh, you I would saw get. It. it looks cool. Kind of cool, right? Yeah, that's cool. Let me see again. Oh, yeah, that is cute. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. The only problem is, so let's see what it says. The blue magnet features Mario jumping out of a green warp pipe. Uh, Universal Studios Hollywood Pass member is across the top. Super Nintendo World Grand Opening 2023 is on the bottom. The magnet will be available from May 1st through May 31st at the Universal Studios store inside Universal Studios Hollywood. Pass members must show their valid annual or season pass. So we would have to go get some annual passes and be down there in May. So the odds of us getting this are zero to none. So (laughs) if you are one of our listeners and you want to be so kind to send us one of these, uh, reach out. I don't think so, though. (laughs) I don't think they want to go through all that trouble just to send us a magnet. Maybe they really love our podcast. Maybe um, if they were so kind to do that, that we could give them a discount on our VIP membership. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Send us one of those magnets and you will get a a very good deal on becoming one of our VIP members where you will get an extra podcast every month. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess that's really all I had. Oh, I did see something. Galileo. <laughs> Please. Galileo. Why Galileo. were you saying that? Did you learn that in school today? Yeah, I've been learning about the solar systems and Galileo. I don't remember what it was. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember, but I just remember Miss Ryerson singing. Galileo. Galileo. So what I did see, and this wasn't at Hollywood, but this is over in Orlando. So Jurassic Park, it's the 30th anniversary coming up up soon. So the Tribute Store is going to be all Jurassic Park themed in Orlando. That's That's pretty cool. cool. Oh, man, I would love. So we haven't really got to see the Tribute Store. I've seen it on videos and stuff. But for Halloween Horror Nights and things like that, they'll, they'll make it themed and they'll do different themes. But Jurassic Park, the whole store is going to be Jurassic Park themed. I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to go to that. Did you say store? Yeah. That's really cool. It's the the, uh, tribute store in Orlando. Let's get it going to what we're going to be talking about. The Studio Tour. It is a ride attraction at Universal Studios Hollywood. It travels through a working film studio with various film sets on the Universal Studios lot. Guests sit on multi-car trams for the duration of the ride. The tour lasts about 45 to 60 minutes, and the tour is led by a pre-recorded video guide by... Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. My favorite. Love Jimmy Fallon. He's awesome. Wouldn't it be awesome if we really actually were on there with the real Jimmy Fallon? I think I might might fan out. I might freak out. I might pee a little. You'd faint. There's not enough time to pee, so you would have to just do it off to the side. Because that's the one thing about this tour. It is very long. It travels through the front lot, back lot, and various attractions, passing sets and properties from movies along the way. The tour inspired a smaller but similar version at Universal Studios Florida, which was removed in 1995. Did you girls know that? No. Yep, they tried this back in in Florida, but it didn't go over as well. Um, I wonder why. Well, I think that when they first built... um, the first park in, in in Orlando, I think they were thinking that they could probably have some studio sets and, and have some films, and then that just never really turned out to be true. It just never really went over to that coast. It mm. just stayed at, at Hollywood. So. Mm. so a little story here. So over the years, 
A behind-the-scenes view of a working movie studio has been a popular attraction at the park, starting from as far back as 1915, when visitors sat on bleachers for 25 cents. Wow. In 1964, pink and white glamour trams were introduced, and the tram tour was the main way of seeing all the attractions at Universal. The front lot commissary was the original departure point for the tram. The Upper Lot Studio Tour Center opened in 1965. The studio tour has since evolved to co- incorporate advanced technology. As the movie studio has evolved, the tour, the tour has evolved with it. In late 1989, CD players. Do you girls know what a CD player is? No. Is it? Oh, yeah. Is it one of those things where you play music on? Is it that thing? No, that's a record player. That's a player. record oh. player. Yeah. It's similar. Uh, do you put like a tape in or something? They have little little CD. CDs, little disc. Oh. So is it like that? Nope. No. That is also a, a disc, just that's not, not what dip. we're talking about. Is it? Well, it's a scan disc. That's a memory so card. Not, that yeah, is a that's memory a memory card. card. I think it's on a disc. So you see there's records behind us. They're like that, but like Where? a third the size. Oh, yeah. I see it. Um, so those CD players finally gave the tour guides a chance to rest their voices. In 1999, the CD players were replaced by DVD players and LCD screens, allowing tour guides to show scenes from movies filmed at the locations the trams pass. In 2009, the screens were upgraded to high definition. HD. Wait, wait, real quick you know, before you continue. Yeah. Can I say something? No. What's the LCD player? Uh, LCD was the type of TVs that first came out. Were, like the one we have? The one we used to have? Um, so LCD, they, the picture quality wasn't, um, I think it, oh, I forget. Yeah, it wasn't, high, it wasn't definition. high definition. It was just, it was a better improved version from what your mom and I, when we were your age. But so it's kind of has just progressively gone up. And then once it went to high definition, so that's what you see now. But you know, when you're looking at a TV now, everything looks crystal clear, almost better than if you're in person, but that's not the way that it used to look. You used to watch a TV and you could hardly, if you were going to go watch an old TV now without high definition, you'd be like, you'd be so confused. You wouldn't even hardly be able to see it. It'd be like you're it's wearing glasses. Pixely. Yeah, like you're wearing my glasses and it's making it look oh, all those weird. Oh, so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2011, Jimmy Fallon joined the tour as video host to supplement the live-action narration and also appeared in some of the filming scenes. He also performed an original song at the end of the tour for writers. I don't remember the song. Do you girls remember him singing I don't even remember him singing anything, no. Yeah, I'm not sure. The song was... I guess we have to go again. Oh, maybe here's why. The song was temporarily removed in 2016 and now becomes a billboard signature. Okay, so we didn't see it. Never mind. Since 2006, some studio tours have bypassed the collapsing bridge due to aging and wearing. However, the the bridge has since undergone renovations and was added back to the tour schedules in August 2008. Since July 2010, the collapsing bridge has been used as a representation of the Skull Island area for the new King Kong 360 3D attraction. Like its parent theme park, its closure in mid-March 2020 caused tours to be indefinitely shut down, but was reopened April 2021. Only a couple years ago. 
Interesting. Back in the dark ages. Some of the film sets are the courthouse square from the back from the Back to the Future films, while redressed for the TV show Ghost Whisperers, set from the Universal movies. Fisco. Psycho. Psycho. Back to the Future, The Sting, The Great Outdoors, and the. Paramount DreamWorks film War of the Worlds are visited in the in the tour. Walt Disney Studios had also used the back lot for movies such as the Pirates of the Caribbean Ooh. film series 101 Dalmatians 102 Dalmatians and the Princess Diaries 2 royal engagement. Especially for the town scenes. There are also general purpose sets visited, such as the neighborhood Wysteria... Wisteria Lane. Wisteria Lane from Desperate Housewives and a neighborhood that is made to look like an old west town. This neighborhood has six street streets, each with the Essentials. Essentials of the saloon and sure sheriff's station. But the adventure of sound sound up tell up to six westerns could be not at once. Um, the tour also winds through sound stages, and the tour guide explains what movies, television shows, and music videos, com commercials, and or still. Camera photo shoots are currently shooting on the lot. Stage O'Brien and announcer Andy Richard Richard sta staged events outside the studio on occasions as part of the Tonight Show tour. Terrific, dramatacular, um, stretch. The tram also passes by miniature models of the ship and school islands from the 2005 King Kong remake. The house used in Alfred Hitchcock? Hitch Hitchcock's film um, Psycho 1960 as seen from the tram. Until June 1st, 2008, the tour also passed through a group of facades, 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 rumbling cities, streets of New York, using the filming of Bruce Almighty and some elements in Transformers, bring it on in it to win in New England as well as the Courthouse Square set fam famously seen in the Black Back to the Future tri Trial Glee. However, these sets 
were constructed mainly um, of the wood and therefore were highly flammable Mm -hmm. and burned to the ground in an early morning fire. All the all the sets have been rebuilt, and a new attraction in the studio features King Kong 363D, which opened July 1st, 2010. There are the area besides the Psycho House, known as Psycho Flats, um, used used to be the site of Fall Lake, Fall Lake, a large water tank and waterfall used in enormous numerous productions fall lakes was moved over the summer of 2008 and and the area is currently occupied by the huge outdoor airplane crash set built set built of the war of the worlds directed by steven spielberg 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 and crew were on the Universal black lo- back lot for a three-day shooting on the massive outdoor set. A commercial commercial Boeing 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 um four one seven one hundred SR aircraft. F- Formerly owned by by all Nippin Airways, what was chopped into pieces and transported to Universal, where the full set had has been left fully dressed as it was during film filming. The only change made the to this set was following filming was to move the houses on the right of the tram of uh, off the road so the tram can pass safely and as in the movie there are no bodies in the plane wreckage but during halloween horror nights a combination combination of cast members and dummies have been put in plate in place as crash victims the this set has also been used for two two music videos the phrase never say never and fly by nikki minaj 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 (laughs) (laughs) you know mickey mickey nikki minaj right olivia no I'm who sure you'd that? recognize one of her songs. Do you know Mickey? Mickey. Who, yeah. No, no, no. Who is that? Who is she? Well, in? Hello. That was your Mickey impersonation? <laughs> that, was that was a bad one. Wow. I know. Um, before re- returning to the tour's boarding area, their tram passes by an overlook of the San Fernando Valley, which includes views of the neighboring Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank. Oh, that was where you wanted to take us, right? The Warner Brothers, right? Do you still want to do yeah, the Warner Brothers? Yeah, I wanted stuff? to go there too. Hey, good job, kid. I don't even know. <laughs> it's let's, forever. Run, let's run. Let's run. Well, 
Let's remind everybody that's listening right now. How old are you? Nine. There's oh, I a, thought you were eight. Sorry. There's a bunch of nine-year-olds that can't read anything that you just read. <laughs> I'm proud of you, kiddo. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. All right. What? What? Paula Day, I'm proud of you, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks for that, Adam you're Boy. Doing, you're doing a great job. Um, no, what what is the Warner Brothers tour? So the Warner Brothers tour is mm-hmm. the Warner Brothers studio that has, so that has the Friends set. Um, there's some uh, Harry Potter sets. They didn't film there, but they have some Harry Potter sets um, and I, you know what? I don't know a whole lot else. If we ever do that tour, then we will do a review of some things that you can do brilliant. on other days. Bloody brilliant. Bloody I brilliant. That. I don't say that right. Ron Weasley is way better. Or whatever his name is. I don't remember. Ronald Billius Weasley. <laughs> no, like his real name in real life. Oh. I don't Rupert, Rupert Grint. I knew that. Rupert Grint. Paula Day, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm not. I don't know. Something about staged events. I think there Does was some staged right? events there before. Can you tell what us staged a little events? bit about? Well, maybe Mom will tell us what <laughs> staged events were there. So some staged events include uh, the studio tour includes some special demonstrations as well as some small segments. For example, an encounter with King Kong. King Kong 360 3D, a simulated flash flood, an 8.3 earthquake, a short encounter with Jaws, and a high-speed car chase featuring the cast from Fast and the Furious movie franchise, Fast and Furious Supercharged. Psycho Bates Mansion 1964. The Psycho House was one of the big draws of the Universal Tram Tour back in 1964 and has continued to be instantly recognizable in recent years. In 1984, Chad was one year old, uh, the Psycho House (laughs) was used in the Knight Rider. Mom was just laughing at me because I'm old. Episode Halloween Night. The episode mentions a man named Norman Baines, who is supposed to be the murder suspect at a Halloween party. Also, when Michael Knight, Bonnie, and Kit arrive at the house, Michael mentions that, boy, this place looks really familiar, before he says, nah. During production of the film Man on the Moon, a biopic about... Andy Kaufman's life story in 1999 at an area near the house, Jim Carrey, who portrayed Kaufman in the film, became bored during break hours and tried to channel Kaufman's creative energy by playing Norman Bates. Dressing up as mother and wielding a rubber knife, Carrey emerged from behind the psycho house and jumped on the tram, scaring the passengers, including the guides. The tour guides and tram operators reported the incident to the film crew, who told them that the person in the costume was none other than a poor Jim Carrey himself. Carrey wanted to repeat the stunt one year later while filming How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which was being filmed behind the house, but this time in full Grinch costume. However, he was stopped by the production that wanted to keep his costume and makeup under wraps under under wraps until the film came out. 
The park, however, kept Carrie's idea and have cast actors dressed as Norman Bates slowly approach the tram with a rubber knife. Like the, um, sorry. Like yeah, I like the, that. Um, one in the horror, horror makeup show. Mm-hmm. That was quite impressive. Yeah, right? that'd be pretty neat. So I guess apparently if you're taking this tour, especially during the week, to where you know they're really on a on a movie set that they sometimes they'll come out there you'll see celebrities come out and um that'd be pretty awesome to see jim carrey mm-hmm. i think it'd be cool to see be anything cool. in action wait who's yeah. jim carrey the grinch oh and like the uh, which one yeah that'd be cool in the live action movie the grinch so not the not the oh, animated that version. one that one mm-hmm <laughs> Flash Flood Attraction on the Studio Tour. I love this. I think this is really cool. This one's really cool, actually. Mm -hmm. Flash Flood, 1968. The downhill flood effect has appeared in many films, including Big Fat Liar and Fletch Lives. There's a story that when a group of dignitaries and celebrities, including John Wayne, visited the Flash Flood in the early days, the water levels were still being perfected and the group got soaked. Jaws, nineteen seventy six. Ooh, I like. You guys don't like Jaws, right? <laughs> How many of those movies have you watched? All of them? No, you have not. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. I think I think mm-hmm. you ha- aren't there have? like three? No, there's only two. Two? We watched. Uh, I don't think there's two. I think there was like four. No. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways. Um, the Jaws event <laughs> opened a year after the release of Steven Spielberg's 1975 film. It is an attraction that features the moving shark and a oh, animatronic. <laughs> that was a big word for uh, me. Anim- animatronic from the film and other sets. The actual hero prop boat Orca was placed in the lagoon as centerpiece but was removed between 1991 and 1992 and chopped up for timber. Jaws director Steven Spielberg learned of the fate of the orca much to his anger after noticing it gone while he was on the ride. The shark is seen in the attraction, has had cameos in multiple television shows and films including The Nude Bomb in in 1980, the made-for-TV film... The Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island in 1981, the episode Hooray for Hollywood from Different Strokes in 1984, and the episode Fright Night from from Knight Rider in 1986. The Amity Harbor Village area that is associated with the Jaws attraction minus the moving shark was the set used in two Airwolf episodes, The American Dream, Season 2, and Where Have All the Children Gone, Season 3. Earthquake, 1989. The earthquake event is is an 8.3 earthquake inside a soundstage designed to make it look like a San Francisco subway station. Do you girls this remember was this? was really cool. The, oh, yeah, the subway mm-hmm. station where, like, the water came up to the Oh, yeah. Bus. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That one this was, was a really awesome. cool. This is the one that I was thinking of that was really cool. They have a hot set. A hot set in a, is a stage, <clears throat> excuse me, in which various props stay in use and cannot be moved. The attraction features a gimbal, which allows it to shake the tram, a burning gasoline truck, 
that collapses through the roof, fire and spark effects, a derailing subway train, and flood and a flood of water. The attraction resets itself within just 15 seconds to prepare itself for the next tramload of guests. That was really impressive, I must say. Um, okay, Jurassic Park, 1996. When the tram passes through the Isla Nublar set, guests are sprayed by animatronic Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus. Thank you. Like you said. <laughs> I know that was a that was, that was a lot. Uh, <laughs> it is very similar to the end of the Jurassic World ride. Prior to the event, the tram also passes props and vehicles from the original Jurassic Park films. Psycho. Why am I blanking on that part? The Jurassic World. I remember part. it. I just remember seeing, like... I um, remember seeing a car. Like, the cars. Yeah. <coughs> That's always all we saw the cars. Yeah, I saw that little... All right. Okay. And I think there was a little spray of something, but... <laughs> small. It's like a small little section. Yeah. Uh, Psycho Bates Motel, 2008. As a tram passes the Bates Motel, the guests witness Norman Bates carrying a corpse to a car... After placing the body in the trunk, he notices the tram and walks towards it with a kitchen knife as the tram leaves just in time to escape. Bates is portrayed by an Anthony Perkins lookalike and on some occasions a Vince Vaughn lookalike. If the actors are not available, a cardboard cutout of Anthony Perkins and Bates is used in the cabin one window. All right. Uh, King Kong 360 3D. Studio tour guests wear 3D glasses as the tram enters a soundstage dressed as a recreation of School Island. Two Venatosaurus creatures attack and begin to chase the tram, which dis disturbs King Kong, who begins to fight them. The fight continues from one side of the tram to the other as air and water effects are blown onto guests to further the illusion. Near the end of the experience, a V-Rex gets a hold of what is supposed to be the last tram car and pulls it from the train, throwing it down a pit. Kong defeats the V-Rex and roars in triumph. Previously, the tour showed a large pond area with a small-scale boat to show how the filming of the boat arriving to School Island was done. Fast and Furious Supercharged. This was <laughs> in 2015. Fast and Furious Supercharge is located at the former site of the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb Tunnel. This ride opened on June 25th, 2015. Nighttime Studio Tours, 2015. Before that, I would say, if you think that the uh, Fast and the Furious ride in Orlando is bad, this one's ten times worse. <laughs> oh, and uh, for a second, I thought king kong i was thinking of donkey kong and i was like oh they have a donkey kong ride i don't remember seeing that they, they probably will do that in the future that'd be cool yeah but i i'm like oh it's king kong not donkey kong all right nighttime studio tours 2015 in celebration of Universal Studios Hollywood 50th anniversary, the nighttime studio tour complements the popular daytime experience by offering a nighttime tour of the famous studio backlot. I don't I think, think we experienced that. I no, think that'd but, be cool. Yeah. I think we've done so many things, so many rides during the night, and they really 
enhance it. I think that this could be something really cool if they have all the lights on. I think that'd be yeah. really fun to see. Jupiter's claim, 2022. Jupiter, I learned about this today. <laughs> not, not this Jupiter, Not though. the planet. Oh. <laughs> A set theme to the Western theme park of the same name from the 2022 film Nope, which is located as the <laughs> pen, penultimate stop on the tour starting on July 22nd, 2022, the same day as the film's theatrical release, marking it as the first time that an attraction on the tour has opened day and date with a movie release. The set, which was disassembled during post-production and transported to and reconstructed on site in the park with props and details from the film, was originally created by the film's production designer, Ruth DeJong. That's crazy. They disassembled... And transported and reconstructed and all the things. Yeah, pretty wow. amazing what they can do. And Sounds set like it a up lot exactly. of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. I guess that's why they pay them the big bucks. Well, I think all these staged events like you just talked about is something that they don't have to do, but it's something cool that they do, you know, from time to time. Yeah. And by the way, Jaws, you were exactly right. I was right. right. There was four of them, Olivia. And I am positive that I have not seen all of these. So there was the original Jaws in 1975. There was Jaws 2 in 1978. There was Jaws 3D in my birth year, 1983. And then there was Jaws the Revenge, 1987. I don't think I I've seen... I told you, um, I'm positive I haven't she seen Jaws the Revenge. Like three, at least. She said there was t- like two. Well... To be fair, I kind of thought there was only two also, (laughs) because those are the only two that I can remember. Sophie, what do you got for us? Okay. Starting on the Avalanche Tunnel, 1974 to 2001. The tour guide leads the tram into a revolving tunnel, simulating an avalanche, including fake snow spinning around the tram, and damage signs along with special sound effects. It was replaced by Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Rock Slide, 1974 to 19, 1979. The train stops inside a rock cliff, which begins to collapse. The tram gets past the cliffs to safely, but not before having a colli- collision with the rocks. Collision? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, my <laughs> words aren't working today. Um, the attraction was replaced by Battle of Galactica in 1979. Runaway Train, 1974 to 1985. The tour guide leads the tram across a train track, thinking it is safe to cross. However, a train suddenly rushes from the tracks and stops just in time before colliding with the tram. The guide leads the tram away from the tracks to safety. The train is now a stationary train in the back lot. Did this actually happen? Like, um, a train suddenly rushes from the tracks and stops just in time? Yeah, so these are all former events that used to be there. Oh. Yeah, that's why when you say the dates, that those are the dates that they were there. Okay. Battle of Galactica, 1979 to nineteen seventy. 1992, sorry. This high-technology attraction featuring animatronics and live actors in a spectacular laser battle 
based on the television series Battlestar Galactica with a 200-foot-long spaceship that swallowed the passengers, like swallow with the quotation mark things. That was only one quotation. Swallowed <laughs> the passengers. What does that mean? They swallowed them. I don't know. Swallowed they the passengers. They pretended to swallow them. Hmm. Swallowed the passengers opened June 9th, 1979. This was the first themed attraction to feature audio animatronics characters outside Disney parks and was the first dark ride to combine sophisticated animatronics and lasers with live actors. At a cost of $1 million, it was the most expensive special effects attraction ever built at the park at the time. It was replaced in 1992 by the foundations of Back to the Future, the Red. King Kong Encounter, 1986 to 2008. The tram enters 1976 New York City, where King Kong is on the loose and grabs and shakes the tram, which eventually escapes his grasp and gets out of the city safely. The 7-ton, 30-foot-tall, 9.1-meter Kong figure. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cooler than what they have now. Yeah, it's awesome. Kong figure was the largest and most complex animatronic figure in existence for many years. The sophistication of the attraction broke new ground and paved the way for today's theme attractions, including a Universal Studios Florida version. The Kong sequence was also featured in the film The Wizard Staring. Is it Staring? or starring, no, starring, starring, Fred Savage and indie singer Jenny Lewis. This attraction opened on June 14th, 1986, and was completely destroyed by a fire in the early morning of June 1st, 2008. So did someone set it on fire, or did it just, like, start fire? Do you know? <laughs> well, it was not someone that was setting it on fire. It was just an accident there oh. at the park. As of June 3rd, 2008, Universal Studios officials stated that the experience would not be rebuilt and instead was replaced by the new King Kong 360 3D attraction based on the 2005 film. Curse of the Money... <laughs> monies. Curse, Curse of the <laughs> Money? Curse, Curse of the Mummy's <laughs> Tomb, 2001 to 2013. The tram guide tells guests that they are going to take a look at some props from the film The Mummy, but instead the tram is led into <laughs> Im Hot Eps. Did I say that right? No idea. Im Hot Eps. <laughs> Curse Tomb, where he sucks them into a powerful revolving stand standform. Sandstorm. The guide eventually leads the tram out of the sandstorm in Imhotep as defeated. I think it's Emotep. Emotep. Hmm. So the H is just not there? I don't know. Um, the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb closed on September 3, 2013 and was later demolished in the same month. It was confirmed on April 8, 2014 that the site would become home to the new Fast and the Furious attraction, replaced by Fast and Furious Supercharged, which opened on June 25, 2015. The Fast and the Furious Extreme Close-Up, 2006 to 2013. Extreme Close-Up demonstrates some of the special effects used in the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. 
The attraction started construction in March 2006 and opened in on June 15, 2006. The area was formerly occupied by a model used in Dinktis Peak. The section was closed in late July 2013. The studio had become increasingly frustrated with the portrayal of its Fast and Furious franchise at Universal Studios Hollywood after the blockbuster success of the sixth film. This frustration eventually led to the unplanned closure of Fast and Furious on the studio tour after producers from the film witnessed the attraction firsthand. The Collapsing Bridge, 1974 to 2006, 2008 to 2010, and 2013 to 2000. Wait, and yeah, in 2013 to 2014, the tour guide tra- tries to take the tram around a bridge rather than going over it, but suddenly the tram driver takes the tram towards the bridge. Just as the tram reaches the midpoint of the bridge, it creaks into a massive timbers fall away, causing the bridge to drop, with the quotation marks, the tram a short distance. (laughs) Good thing you told us about the quotation marks. (laughs) So thorough. The tram drives on, and guests can see the bridge rebuild itself for the next tram. The bridge was used less frequently starting in 2005, and by March 2006, was no longer part of the regular tram due tram tour due to mechanical problems. The collapsing bridge was repaired and returned as part of the studio tour in August 2008 after the June fire had closed much of the normal tram tram route. As of July 2010, King Kong 360 3D is located in front of the collapsing bridge. The bridge itself is still there, but King Kong 360 3D has replaced it. The current route is blocked by a crushed tram using a set as set dressing for King Kong. King Kong Sea, 2006 to 2016. The guide leads the tram to a body of water around School Island, School Mountain Island. It sounds like I'm saying school, like school, like I'm going to school instead of school. Skull. 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 Mountain Island. <laughs> Suddenly the waves part. And the tram travels between them, and guests get a view of the mini island. Mini island. Prior to the promotion of King Kong, guides informed guests that the waterfall effect was originally installed for the parting of the Red Sea scene from the Ten Commandments. The surrounding pond was also featured as part of this film set from the creature from the Black Lagoon. For many years, a mock-up of the creature stood in the pond. Whoville Comes to Life, 2008-2016 to During the holiday season at the Whoville set, all of the Who's, even Max the Dog, perform a musical spectacular, spectacular for the guest's enjoyment. I would love that. <laughs> the songs are remixes of songs from the movie. This is part of Universal's Grinchmas celebration. In 2017, with the addition of the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle, projection, mapping, and fireworks show in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Whoville comes to life, was closed to appease nearby neighbors who would frequently complain about noise caused by the Whoville show and the extended studio tour hours.
In 2020, during the COVID-19 closure of Universal Studios Hollywood, the Whoville sets were demolished and replaced with picture cars seen in Universal st- films and in the theme park. And I am done. Oh, my arm popped. You know what I got from hearing all this is that obviously Universal cares about this attraction, that they're willing to do different things. And as time goes on, they're willing to make new attractions and new fun things. So it's pretty cool because they could just be lazy with this and just keep it the same year in and year out. They kind of be boring, though. Like, they change with the times, with the movies. Yeah. They're constantly trying to think of ways to keep it exciting and continue to attract people, but also keeping some classics, it sounds like. Yeah, because if you don't, if you just keep the same stuff forever and don't add like stuff or take away stuff and add stuff, it gets kind of boring, I guess. I agree, and that's that's the same thing with the park and the attractions and the rides and all that. I mean, you constantly have to be evolving because otherwise people do get bored, especially if you're an annual pass holder that goes there all the time. You know, you need to change it up. So it's cool that they're doing that. I agree. Do you want to hear some uh, tour guides in the past that have been on there? Like real people? Yeah, real people that were tour guides. Oh. So we've got director John Badham. We've got actor Michael Hitchcock. We've got entertainment executive Michael Ovitz. We have video game developer Randy Pitchford. Actor Benjamin Salisbury. We've got vice president of casting at Warner Brothers, Tony Sepulveda. That, that guy would be cool to see. Actor Ryan Slate, Slittery. Singer and actor Jack Wagner. Actor James Kyson Lee. Host of... <laughs> no, Cosa, no, host of Conan and former host of The Tonight Show, Conan O'Brien, director Ron Howard. Of course, we've got Jimmy Fallon, we've got Cecilia Peck, Brian Clark, Whoopi Goldberg, Paul Feig, Scott, Scott Gardner, who's a writer and a podcaster. So then I also saw, this is kind of one of the few of the last things before we have some questions, but... I was on the Discovery Universal blog, and they had the guide to the best seats. Now, in general, I would say that they're really... Oh, I never really thought about that. Yeah. I, I don't know if there really is a bad seat, but this this list that they the, the Discovery Universal blog, it kind of gives you the best seat and the best car per um, each attraction. So the Flash Flood, it's saying to be in car two on the left side. For King Kong 360 3D, Car 2, right side if you want to see Kong's epic entrance, or Car 4 on the left side if you want to see what happens to Car 5. The War of the Worlds, Car 3, left side. Jaws Lake, Car 2, right side to get a good look at the shark just as he emerges, which I get, or Car 3, right side. So we were on the, I was on the left side, I guess you girls were kind of on the middle a little bit but we were on the left side yeah, yeah. we were on the left side you guys yeah. were like in the middle so car three right side to get a good look at the shark and enjoy the fire effects the earthquake scene the big one car three left side for the fire effects car three right side for the flood the courthouse square car two or three left side so just something to think about i mean you do get a choice sometimes. I guess. I mean, when, when we were there, I there guess was a- I would take out of that like your what you think your favorite would be and try to sit there because you can't mm-hmm. shuffle around once you're on it. 
Yeah, it does seem like a lot of the stuff is on the left side, but if you're a big Jaws fan, go to the right side. Yeah. That's a good way That's to sum right. it up. You were right. right. I got a few last questions for you, family. Is this a good attraction, do you think, for the entire family? Olivia, let's start with you. What mm-hmm. do you think? Yeah. Yeah, the entire family from... Like little kids up until... From three to 103? Yeah. Yeah. You think so, Mrs. Day? Yes. I think the short answer is yes. Most definitely. I don't know, because like some of the stuff might... Like if they're like five or six, then I don't know, because they might get nightmares from like Jaws or something. Mm. I never thought about nightmares. I, mean, I guess I thought maybe they might get kind of bored because you do kind of have to sit there for a little bit. You, I think you they have also to stay in your cart. Like you have to kind of sit still. You can't get up and move around. You know, so can't go to the bathroom. Yeah, right. In my you can't opinion, go to the bathroom. Depending, it kind of depends on what age you are. I'd start at like eight, nine, ten. Like start there depending on your attention span yeah depending on what you think of that stuff i tend to actually kind of agree with you i I I mean and even as a parent might be just like as a parent and if you have littles you might not be able to fully um enjoy the tour if you're having to you know kind of keep an eye out on them but i mean if you have a baby and they're sleeping then (laughs) That'll be fine <laughs> if you time it just right. I do think it's a nice way to break up your day. Um, and if you need a rest, especially if you've been at this park for a couple days and you want to go there, I think this is great. You mm-hmm. know, this can 45 minutes to an hour to give you a break, you know, just to sit down. Yeah. So then like, cause let's say you've been like up walking around the park all day, eating, riding, <laughs> then you kind of need a break, I Hunting, guess. Hunting, fishing. So, do you think that this is something that someone should do every time? So, probably not someone that goes there on a weekly basis, but someone like us once a year, you think this is something that you should do every time you go to the park? I think if it's once a year, yes, because you might, I feel like for me, I just think of myself, I'll bet there's probably some things that I might notice or catch that I didn't the first time. Yeah. I agree with that. I if agree. I went more than once a year, then I wouldn't do it probably every time. But I'd say like, yeah, once a year. And then also, depending on how your day is going and what you have going on, again, it would be nice just to sit and rest and relax and kind of enjoy maybe learning something new or seeing something new, you know, just it's like you said, it kind of helps break things up a little bit if you're feeling like you need a rest, but yeah, you could um, take a short nap on there too. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You know, it's funny you say that because I hear that a lot from people that go a lot, um, whether it's Disney or universal and they'll talk about getting on certain rides or shows to get a, a quick little nap in. It sounds insane to me, but we don't get That's to go funny. to these parks that much, so I can't even sure. imagine just going to sleep. I well, could see sitting on there and just feeling really relaxed, but then also just kind of being really observant and trying to keep in mind, like, oh, do I re- is this exactly the same as I remember it, or are there some new... For us, new things? like, if we were walking and, like, let's say I didn't get good sleep last night, and I was super tired, and we went on the... um studio tour 
and we've been there for like a couple of days and I've just been tired lately, then I'd sleep on there. <laughs> you have, both of you have actually slept on a ride. Did you know that? Which one? It's a small world after all. Oh, we did? I don't even remember that. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a small world. <laughs> Is that Disneyland? World? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I remember. At that point, well, we probably should have just left. What movie is that again? It's not a movie. It's, it's a, a ride, ride at Disneyland. That's oh. right, Disneyland. That, that wasn't I a movie. It, that was for no, life, I Olivia. Was, I thought that song went in a movie. It probably does. I'm not really sure what movie, though. We'll have to look it up. All right, two more questions, then I'll let you girls go to sleep. Do you think that there would be a preferred time? Because we kind of talked about, I think it'd be really cool to do at night although we haven't done that, but do you think that there would be a good time to do this early in the morning, uh, kind of in the afternoon or at night, or is there a time that you would like to do it? I'd say like, I'd say pretty much the afternoon. Cause I don't want to do it like bright and early, like right when we get to the park. Right. Cause you get excited and we want to ride one of the main attractions. Yeah. Like and you don't Journey just want to be or sitting go down a super Nintendo world. You don't just want to be sitting for like 45 to 60 minutes when you just like want to go ride all the rides at first. Right. And at night for me, I would like to experience that just to see what it's like at night. But I don't think it'd almost be too dark. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to, like, see all the stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I just say, like, the afternoon, 11, 1, something like that. 11? You go from afternoon to 11? <laughs> Wide range of afternoon. 11, I mean, if the park opens at 8, if you can go at 8 and you're ready to sit by 11, I guess, maybe, but afternoon i could see like i could see two. being more drawn to do it in the afternoon myself yeah. i yeah, think it like, might be kind of interesting to see what it'd be like to do it at night once just to see what it's like but i don't know i guess i never really thought about the time i have one question what time does super nintendo world close at night just whenever the park closes, I guess. I mean, that could vary, just like anything else. But Like the same time as Hollywood? The y park? Right. So right now, I think the park is like 9 to 9, um, sometimes 11 to 9. So yeah, it would probably stay open the whole time. And I've heard Super Nintendo World is really cool to experience at night, too, because you have all the lights on mm -hmm. and everything. So I bet that would be really cool. I could cool. see that being really cool Yeah, because like, all the lights just like... Pew, 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 pew. All right, last question. Do you have a favorite part of the studio tour? Because I know my favorite part, well, I kind of have two, so I'm cheating. There was one section where you go and you see all the cars. Oh, no, you have to choose one. You see all the cars. This is so something movies. that I would do. And then, um, shoot, I'm blanking now. What was the show that I really liked? Uh, was it on the, scene? Um, the one where like it was flooding? Nope. But anyway, I really like the cars. So they had cars from different movies. They had the Flintstones. They had Fast and the Furious. They had Back to the Future cars. What was that part called? Where the cars were? Mm -hmm. I'm not in this. I have no idea. Oh. Great question. But do you have a favorite part? My favorite I, part. I agree sorry. with you. I like the cars too. My favorite part was the part where like you were inside under the tunnel and there it was like the, the earthquake. Yeah, the earthquake mm -hmm. and like the f it, the flood and mm -hmm. the fire and mm -hmm. it, I think they did really good. Um, what was it effects like mm -hmm. something special effects, and special stuff. effects that was, er, on that one? Yeah, I think they did a great job. The good place. 
the, the, the good place set. I would love to be able to tour through that. Oh, right. Cause you watched that show. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, Sophie. I like that part a lot too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just cool that you can go from just driving just, or not right. Yeah. Driving, riding the tram, throughout just outside and then you go into this like tunnel and they can just make all of these things happen it's pretty impressive i also and you girls probably don't like this but i also love the history of it all where you can see some of the old apartments and some of the old dressing rooms that some of the greatest actors of all time you know lucille ball and so many great actors were down there in those areas i would love to go through some of those some of those little apartments and rooms yeah. that they take you. I love the history. It just it's awesome. And it'd be cool if you actually saw a celebrity too. Yeah, that'd be really neat. I think we're gonna see that one of these days. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, that's all we got for you. Thank you again for listening. Uh reach out. Facebook, of course. You can email us at daydreamingofush at gmail.com. Get us the magnets and you can be a VIP member. Yes. With a discount. Yeah. Help our show grow by um, inquiring about our VIP club. And then, uh, you know, I sponsor this show. I am Chad Day at Port Key Vacations on Facebook. And you can also email me if you're looking for a trip, of course. It is Chad Day at portkeyvacations.com awesome I am looking for a cruise well <laughs> bye your mom wants to take a cruise. a cruise you think I should help her plan a cruise oh I'd like to do a cruise but that's probably like super expensive should, should we do a cruise or a Hollywood trip uh, Hollywood I don't know I would say Hollywood like a cruise like would be really cool like to go through different places ding 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 I have one person on my side <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> I'd rather go on the cruise because we have been to Hollywood before, and I'm sure I love going there, but I'd want to try something new. Okay, McBuckets, me and you go to Hollywood. I guess they're going on a cruise. How's that sound? Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Peace Bye. out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. You could listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Please like our show and leave a nice review. Check out our Facebook page by searching Daydreaming of Universal Studios Hollywood and email us at daydreamingofush at gmail.com. Thank you.